You're listening to Accent On with Alona Europa, right here on LA Talk Radio. Hi, this is Ilona Europa, Accent On on LA Talk Radio, Los Angeles radio station. So I am in London. So we are having Accent On London edition right now. So I'm in London and my guest is in Los Angeles. How unusual is this? Normally I'll be having my guest in a studios, in LA Talk Radio studios, but this time, thank you, Zoom allows us to see our faces and talk to my guests from all around the world. So I'm perfectly satisfying to introduce my wonderful guest to everybody who wants to see us or wants to listen to us, to my show. So Joanne Devault. Did I spell hi. your name well? Tell me. Hi. Yes. That's exactly how you say it. You say <laughs> to us because your voice is very beautiful too. So please. Thank you. You introduce yourself how you will be saying uh, your name. My name is Joanne DeVault. <laughs> A little bit different than me, DeVault, DeVault with accent. So somebody will say, hmm. It's not so American. It's a little like influenced European. What roots are you? Yeah. Who are you? Where you were born? Did you really came from somewhere else to Los Angeles? Tell us a little bit about your past. I don't. Well, I think we can pull my andre, my ancestry. Sorry, my ancestry is um, pretty. Um, it's not easy to. It's not very traceable. Um, my last name. My my father's family comes from the south of France. And, uh, and then um, my father, both my parents actually had um, ancestors that were born in Poland too. So there's, and there's probably a lot more European involved with, uh, with that uh, necessarily, so, but I was born in Toledo, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> that's wonderful. That's where my okay. whole family still is. Yeah. I probably need to tell uh, everybody that I know Joanne very, very well, I think. Uh, but we didn't see each other for almost 20 years. So yeah. I cannot believe how world goes fast uh, forward. But still, you know, when you see uh, your friend's face, is like yesterday. So the same, I don't know, way files are coming uh, between us. We just always liked to be around each other. And you have very good energy, very creative energy. 20 years ago, I wasn't who I am right now. My English was not uh, much worse. So now I have my own radio show for almost 10 years, who will think. But I am a singer-songwriter, and you, right. of course, came to my life, and you were so sweet, uh, and you worked with me on my project, music project, so I will always cherish this uh, time, because you made me feel very special. You made me feel oh, as a artist is worth to put time into and you believed in me, so I will never, never forget. Yeah. And also, yeah. you remember my daughter, who, Natasha uh, Miraya, right. who was six years old uh, then. Now she's producing my show. <laughs> so this is amazing. She has own career, of course, yeah, in London. But uh, like I say, the world is beautiful when sweet people can still say hi to each other and still have this beautiful smile on the face. I know. But today, I'm talking to Joanne DeVault and I'm talking to businesswoman. I'm talking to a lady who has something very, very special to tell us. I know that not long ago, I think two months ago, you opened gallery. You are an owner 
of your own gallery. Very special, very unusual, very creative, a little different, if not very, very different from most what people think when they say gallery, paintings, uh, visits, all of that. So I'm letting you to talk right now. Tell us about your gallery, name gallery, all of this idea and take us there. Well, I, I started, um, I don't know, I'm an artist myself, but I didn't, I didn't start naming myself or calling myself an actual artist and really start practicing until I was 39 years old. And then finally I was like, I'm an artist. I just never saw it as like, I've always been creating art and um, I've always been very creative and I've always like, I look back on my past and I've always been creating art, but I've never thought of it as like, I don't know why. I mean, I came from the Midwest and I feel like I was just always like, it was just instilled in me to be a good girl and to do the right thing. And back then I, I came up with the children in the eighties where I was in school in the eighties, where it was like, go to college, get a degree, or you're not a good human being. And it never occurred to me that like art would be something that I could do. So I did interior design and I still love interior design and designing. And so I've like full circle. The greatest thing about LA is I moved to LA for the music industry. And really identified myself in this city and I think I needed it because there's so much as as you know LA is just culture that's all it is and I I don't know how else to identify myself without embracing like every culture and knowing all the cultures and um being culturally aware I think also helped me to identify myself where I didn't feel like I had any of that in Toledo Toledo is very stagnant it's um especially back then because I moved to Los Angeles 23 years ago so um 20 23 years ago in Toledo Ohio was pretty um pretty mild uh this way before the internet way before like i think um we literally had like the internet had just started like when i moved to la i mean as, what i mean by that is like the actual world wide web was like a little thing back then we didn't even have like videos there was like no youtube you know none of that but <laughs> impossible but anyway. to even imagine i know <laughs> i know, I know. right so i obviously i remember you being in your 20s uh obviously when you were right. with me we were already computerized we we already were dealing with music and files were going back and forth and this is the industry uh was always very strong in los angeles and right. like, like you say if somebody didn't know you they will not think that you don't fit it in. You felt good working in this industry. So when yeah. we, in our interview, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, your career. People will be pretty, pretty surprised how beautifully, beautifully you, you really created your um, career around the music. Yes. And then something happened that the art paintings Right. Finances, business part of all of that become yeah. what is right now your idea. 
Portis Unusual Gallery. What is the name of the gallery? Could you tell us? The, oh, the gallery's name is Artist Title. Which Why is this title? Because that's how you, because that's how a piece of art is identified. Like when you go to a museum and you look at the piece of art, there's always an ID card next to it and I, that identifies the piece. So it is um, generally in this order, artist, title, date of the piece, and then the medium. So originally I was like artist, title, date, medium, but I thought, well, that's a little long. <laughs> so I shortened it down. The idea really came from a, at first I was thinking a podcast, like I'm gonna do a podcast um, about art, but then, I realized that like I wanted to do more than just a podcast. An actual podcast is going to be a part of the art gallery as well. The art gallery is still very, very young and immature. And the whole point of it is, as you know, I've always been an organic person. I'm an organic person. I love to work organically because I care more about quality over quantity. And that's what this art gallery is. It's all going to be specially curated by me. Um, and I'm not gonna do anything bigger than that. Like this gallery is the first, the first 20 years of my career was working for, um, you know, a corporation where I was where I was not only honing my own skills, but I was also giving all my skills and my talents away to somebody else and giving a lot of my power away. And, it, and I think it took me to find myself and to what I like to say emotionally mature before I realized that I could take my skills and my talents and everything that I learned in that industry and I could start using them towards something that I wanted to do and working in the music industry for as long as I did as you know you knew me when I was super passionate about the music industry it was like all I wanted like all I care and like working with you was a part of identifying like what I wanted to do exactly in the music industry because small girl from Toledo, I had no idea like even what the music industry was, but that's why I threw myself into LA. I was like, well, let's go there and figure it out. Cause I always knew I was a businesswoman. So I thought, well, you climb a corporate ladder, right? That's what you do as a businesswoman, you know? So I was like, well, I'm gonna go climb the music business corporate ladder because I have passion for music. My dad was in bands, their bands would rehearse in our basement. So I was always surrounded by music and, and I always loved music. And I was always, I had a, always had a really good ear for music. And, and artists, you were really very cool. I remember us talking and you love to go to the uh, shows. You yeah. really were one of those that you needed to see here to make your own opinion and you needed you needed to know if you really like it, then you you need to like it. Not that somebody right. tells me this is a great That's answer. right. I didn't well, if I tell I still people, do that with art. Oh, I still I'm do sure. that. That's I don't what, even listen. That's I mean like going through this that you know when you are picking artists for your ga gallery and you say that's what I want to be represented by. It's not only the artist right. 
want to be represented, you know? No, you need to right. enjoy and be proud to introduce right. artists or just pick the art that they uh, that you think belongs to your idea, the picture or frame. Right, you right. It's, but when I tell people, I need to say that in Universal Music Group, you were working for seven years and seven months. We are not talking career that somebody's jumping from uh, place to place. Then you were working as a manager production in Capitol Records, of course, right. also almost two years and 11 months. Then you were yeah. co-community board. You start getting little different way because you have, uh, you are, uh, what does this mean? Co-community board director, AIDA <laughs> design Toledo. That's something good. I wanted to find out because that started being more artsy. Right. And then you are co-chair museum service, consultation <laughs> board. Until present, you are chair Museum Service Council Board uh, System Operator, which are words that everybody is like, huh, what are you are saying? But they're big words and they're big institutions. So you came 15 something years in the music business and right. then you are going more into right. art. And you, like you say, working for somebody else made you believe that really you can work for yourself because all this right. time you practically knew what you wanted to do, but the time is always in life. That's right. I yes, mean, it is today. Right. So this part of one day you woke up like, oh, oh, I got an idea. You know, that that's what I wanted to do. Do you remember this morning or night that you say gallery is in my head? I need to put this in a, and people say gallery, they, they see the place right away, but you need to right. explain us because this is different idea for everybody to visit your place. Right. And we'll be probably uh, in physical places. You will be all over too. I know you. You will be always trying to do some nice openings and bring artists or do something. That's right. Doing podcasts, whatever. I know you. This will not be. <laughs> but the presence on the website and the originality, the way how you want to approach, is very innovative. I really, really like and create. Right. So, wake up. You were 37, 38, 36. Say, uh-uh. <laughs> gallery. Art. Right. Paintings, that's right. what I wanted to do, selling. Right, right. Finally, finally, I was like, I'm an artist. I'm going to start making art. And not, I started making art for myself because I wanted to create something. Like, an artist is a human being who makes something that was not in the world before. That's amazing. That's huge. And it's amazing. And I believe it shows the power of us as humans. If we can create something that was not in the world before, just think of all that we can do and create with ourselves, just our being, just our energy, right? I, and I, I think it's, it's something that we are all born with. And I think circumstances in life uh, can either help to hone that skill or it can um, distract you from it, but you can always come back to it because it's there. It's like, you know, like we're humans, we are able to create. I think we've, I mean, look at the world now, look at all the things that we have created. But I was, as I, as you said, I, I actually worked for Universal Music Group on and off for 13 years because I started as a temp and then was hired full time. And so 
working with them on and off. But even before that, I, I believe I spent 20 years in the music industry. So for me, that was like my chapter one. And um, at one point I realized, you know, like I want to get married and I want to have children. And then I was sitting at work one day. I remember the day more than anything. And the next 20 years are my retirement year. I'm a mother now. So you, my, my whole priority shift, once you get married and you have a child and then everything becomes about that child, literally, like what, how can I set him up? you know, for the rest of his life. So the next 20 years of my life are my retirement. And I knew in that moment, and it took me a year, it took me a whole year to really, because quitting a stable job or leaving a stable job to start your own business when you have a child is not a decision that I could make easily. I had, and I really thought about it, but I just knew that for the next 20 years of my life into my retirement, that I had the power and I had emotionally matured at this point in like, cause I work on myself every day, you know, like how can I improve as a human and, and, and working through that brings this maturity, this emotional maturity. Cause I've always been mature. I think in every other way, my emotional maturity is what I really have to work on. And I still work on it every day. And but you will not be an artist if you will be mature, you know. I don't think there's a hundred percent mature. You are right. We are waking up every day, every morning, and right. we like be born again every day. Exactly. We see every day different ways, and it's not only about mood; it's about how we perceive the world. And I think that's where my creativity comes from: is in that constant strive for more maturity, yes. if that makes sense. Because oh, I'll yeah. never fully mature because oh. we don't. You know, there's no such thing as 100%. But and ladies but who I wear big glasses that. like that, they <laughs> yeah. are this. They have this vision for very special big lenses that they right. need a little bit, or a little bit different, bigger, more excitable. So I, I think people already understood uh, your um, power, emotional power. I That's think right. people already know you will speak almost 20 minutes. So I think people know energy is there, creativity is there. And you, you always say, I'm artist, I become artist. I can, do you call artistry as a paintings only or creating vision around art? So uh, when you call yourself artist, how you describe yourself, the business will be next. But right now you okay. say, I'm an artist. So again, one day you woke up and you say, I will be painting, I will be creating, I will be around the art. I will be a businesswoman, which I think this is so cool, this show, because I love ladies of power. I love all of us who, who have a friends around who also wanted to be better people. Every day they work on each other. Right. A lot of, of us, our beautiful us ladies who are mommies and wives and, and they work day to day, they cannot think too much about passion because right. they don't call themselves creators. They're just call themselves I'm mother, I'm wife, you know, and right. that's all what I am right now, or I work, right. you know? but you are identifying passion. You're thinking that everybody can create something. Everybody can come back to it. Doesn't matter yeah. if you are 40, 60, 70, you can start writing book in age of 70 and become right. a multi-billionaire seller or whatever. You can do it right now. So with you, when you say artists, we are going away from music, which you work 
uh, for so many uh -huh. years and you really right. did a great job for somebody else, for corporation and artist, you know, right. you really uh, helped. But now you call yourself artist. So we are painting. What are you doing? What do you define yourself as an artist? What is main artistry in Joanne? I, 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 I think that I equate it with my self-worth. So as I built, as I work on myself, my, I build my own self-worth. That's when I made the decision that I am worthy enough to start utilizing my own skills to create um, and as far as being an artist, art is basically just the physical form of a creation. Whatever you create physically becomes art. Yeah. And I have been making art in all forms of mediums, not just, I do paint, I am a painter. Um, I love working with wood. I love repurposing things. Um, I build spaces, which is a bigger idea to go into, but I've always been creating audio components, visual components. Art is huge. I mean, it's TV, film, every, all of that, all of that creation is art, music. Thank you for as giving you us this picture. What right. I know is the hardest way is to describe ourselves to somebody and oh if somebody says oh, you're a singer songwriter it's not singer songwriter you now you're a producer you are you know uh, right. you're making your website you are putting your uh, clothes certain ways your your hair service you, you create vision for yourself you create the right. stage presence for yourself you vision. work with people who are better than you too and now you know when you said i i saw beautifully how you were thinking harder about to describe what the artistry means to you right. as a right. word and as something tangible like you say because paintings or if you create some art yes people say okay i pay some money for that and right. i own i own somebody else's creation but sometimes when we create something we never wanted to sell we want to always have for us is our baby so that's <laughs> a conflict you know or like i write a song and then somebody said can i sing your song i'm like i want your money but i don't want to give you my song to sing you know it's like you have this also back and forth back and forth so i love the description of uh, who joan is because like you said there's so many ways of being an artist in your life that you almost need to stop and think how much you are doing when you describe what I'm an artist. <laughs> you have right to call yourself that for sure. Right. That's a years and passion and creativity. And now this beautiful gallery. So if you can tell us, because I have this uh, video that people uh, will be watching on uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook and social media, but people on LA Talk Radio in Los Angeles and whole world will be listening uh, to beautiful speech that you are giving. It's very short, but <laughs> it's the introduction to your gallery when people go to the website and they can uh, right. click on a play. They will hear beautiful, beautiful, beautiful artsy way this, uh, description, how really art is important and you know why we make ourselves better human beings by 
picking something that we love, bringing to home, feeling good about spending the money. And sometimes it's small money, sometimes it's a big money. And that's the truth. A good piece of art speaks to you. It enriches your life. Just looking at a piece of art releases dopamine in your brain, giving you a rush of endorphins and an immediate feeling of pleasure. There's a reason why the famous scholar Thomas Merton once said that art enables us to find ourselves and lose ourselves at the same time. And Picasso noted, art washes away from the soul the dust of everyday life. Art is so important that one of the first things we do when we move into a new home is hang art on the wall because it makes us feel good. It doesn't matter how much it costs. Owning a piece of art that moves us is like making an incalculable investment in ourselves. An original piece of art is like a fingerprint. Like us, it is one of the only possessions we can have that's truly unique, that speaks only to us, that reminds us of the kind of person we are. And like us, it is an amazing, authentic possession. Just as every artist was, at first, an amateur, every owner of art was once a non-collector. Art doesn't lose its value when the stock market goes down, doesn't stop being special when the housing market falls. It doesn't rely on a good economy to have value, both to us and the greater art world. And good art never goes out of style. Because you can't buy happiness, but you can buy art. money cannot buy you happiness but can buy you something that you love to spend and be surrounded by and you never think oh I spent so much money on that because you cannot imagine to not have the painting around you or not have some art or you know sculpture or something or you are having grand grandma or somebody who gives you this through the years and it's like part of your life and every time when you wake up and look at the corner you know you have memories and it's like part of your life you will never get rid of that so I think your gallery and your emotional attachment to how you want to be represented uh, as an owner and how you want to represent the artist that you pick to represent how you really want to bring this great art to people's life who are willing to enter your world and spend money uh, on what you propose them to feel like right that's what they need to feel better by having and paying for it. And your art is, you know, well priced because you really, it's not only obligations spend thousands, right. it's just you can pick variety, beautiful variety of right. voices and, and colors and styles. And right. So yeah, that's, and, and of course I have this beautiful uh, description. You say artist uh, titled Partners with Emerging Artists in a specially curated unique platform to develop and educate emerging art collectors and mm -hmm. investors on the benefits right. of self-improvement and financial freedom. So you need That's to right. explain, explain us there because 
yeah, we are buying art for the pleasure, right. uh, for the present, for the longevity, for passing to the, my daughter, to somebody, for present, for weddings or something, because it's so special. But really, this is a business for a lot of people, can become business. All right. You need to describe it, talk to us loudly that you never lose practically money when you purchase art. So can That's you right. tell us, why do you think this way? Do you think that I wake up tomorrow and what I pay today, whatever, thousand dollars, <laughs> tomorrow will be five hundred dollars, or the art is almost always the name will grow with the value of the art. That's right. Presenting. Talk to me about this. Talk to That's the world. Right. Talk to everybody with some money. It doesn't matter, fifty bucks or hundred thousand. Go to galleries and go to, of course, uh, artist title and pick great uh, paintings there. But tell us your vision. How we will become these art collectors? I think that um, financial freedom can be found by anybody. Anybody can have financial freedom uh, with property ownership. It's very simple. I think it is so very simple. And I think that it is achievable by anyone. So uh, think about this. As you're building your life career, as you're going after your career, let's say 20 years ago when I entered into the music industry, as I was building that 20 year career, let's just say as an example, I bought one piece of art from an emerging artist. Now, now imagine that that one piece of art was um, a piece, there's two rules, a piece that you can afford and a piece that you like. So if you like the piece, and you want to look at it every day of your life or have it travel with you or move with you or not even necessarily that, you just want that piece, even if it's spontaneous, you want that piece. If you can afford it, then you have, you have lost nothing because the, piece, the price that you pay for the piece sets the value of that piece. And the only way that that, that, that piece will lose any value is if it's destroyed somehow if it's stolen lost or destroyed those are the only way that art actually loses value because once you you pay for a piece that sets that value and it's not like the stock market where the value goes up and down from that piece it's not like a car where you buy it and you drive it off the lot and you've just lost money and and it's not even uh, as vital as like home home ownership which is another property ownership property investments any, any property that you can own is going to give you financial freedom and buying art has the potential, has a great potential because it's a minimal risk, has a great potential of growing um, as, as let's say, for example, that that piece of art that I bought 20 years ago, let's say I bought it from an emerging artist because, you know, 20 years ago, I didn't have a lot of money. So let's say I spent two, $250 instead of going to the department store Ikea or Target, who hasn't bought an ugly piece from Ikea or Target and put it on their wall, those are about anywhere from two to $400. Imagine if I bought from an emerging artist instead, and then 20 years later, let's say that artist's career has grown and they've taken off, now how much is my piece valued at? Potentially, depending upon the emerging artist's career, you could be within the thousands. You could have, in 20 years, you could be within thousands, but the point is, is that you own that property. You have the minute you buy a piece of art, it's property ownership. It's set at the value that you pay for it with, with mostly only the potential to grow. 
regardless, it's still a property ownership. If it does grow, then you've um, you've grown an asset. So and the minute you purchase a piece, it is an actual asset of property ownership. And imagine from there, if you buy one piece, you buy two piece, you decide I'm going to invest this much into art or I'm gonna invest this much into collecting art because investing in art and collecting art are two different things, but yet can also be simultaneous. Uh, I, like I consider myself an art investor, but I'm mostly an art collector because I'll keep that art and I, I only choose to buy art that I can afford and that I want to have, I want to be ownership of it. Um, some people are just investors and they just want to in, in, invest in a certain artist because they believe that it will grow in value, which is mostly what an investor is. An investor is a person who wants to invest money with the hopes that that money will will appreciate, correct? And art is that value and it's an affordable value. And with the art gallery, that was my focus. My focus is creating uh, partnerships with authentic artists, like art that I believe that the artist is authentic. I won't work with anything else, but I'm creating relationships with these artists to, uh, to, uh, bring as, uh, you know, to specially curate these pieces. And I'm I'm not focused on just the individual artist. Sometimes it's just a piece like, hey, I love this piece. I want to help you sell this piece or I want to work with this piece. I want to bring it to my audience and as, as something that they might potentially want to own. So that's where the curation process comes in because that comes, it, it starts, what pieces can I help, you know, bring to, uh, emerging art collectors or emerging investors. And so that's the second part of the gallery. So the first part is building the relationships with the emerging artists. And then the second part is, is educating anybody that you can invest or collect arts as property ownership. And, and as you were saying earlier, even if you love the piece and you put it on your wall you have that value, but you also have that value of property ownership. And that's where, you, as, as you build property ownership, like build that alongside of your career, match your career, um, you know, your career steps with your um, property and ownership and focus on both of those as you grow. And even if you're, if, even if it's not art, art is just one property that is a, that you can, potentially purchase. The thing is, is with art, it's, it tends to be more affordable because you could start off with $200. You can start off with $50. You can start off with $75. I have pieces at the gallery that range anywhere from 75. Right now I've decided to focus at $2,500 and less. So really focusing on bringing good quality, uh, stunning art. You know, this art is like, it's, it's about like, stunning art by authentic artists and, and bringing that as a value to people. So it's about bringing value so that people are, uh, are, are bringing value to their lives as well as improving their lives by becoming a, a, a property owner. And you know, uh, because your even name for your gallery is artist title, but uh, <laughs> artist is very important first work. Right. 
So I Personally. think we all, like in this uh, crazy show business, we all are fascinated by people, movie stars, artists, singers, dancers, and we have their names that are attached to of our need to know more about them. So when you are talking to me and to us about emerging artists, right away we think, oh, this is somebody that just starts, is somebody that people do not know yet or somebody that maybe just got discovered yet. So I think, and probably knowing you and your beautiful creative mind, you probably will be doing maybe podcasts with almost everyone who you are representing. So we have this emotional attachment because like again, we are in 2021. We love even the craziest reality uh, TV stars and they become, (laughs) they come into our room and bedroom we are watching, you know, their lives which many, many years ago, who would think that we are watching normal people or crazy people who have nothing to do with acting uh, uh, actors or not, they're not, they're real people and we are watching their lives and we are so excited, you know, to learn what next, what next, you know, it's so funny, but with artists, I think it's just so special because they all have the different vision, the different way of, of talking right. about artistry than when you can bring their paintings and just describe how they can talk about the colors. It's like live gallery that not so many people think to enter because it feels like, oh, it's almost always oh, not for me. I don't belong there. I, I, even I find myself, I, I'm li- living in London. So we are with my uh, daughter, Natasha, almost all the time in museums. And it's like so many of them. So you are yeah. surrendered by but so much greatness from the past, you know, from the future and the, the artist's names are bigger than life. And you just think, okay, so many of this. And now we have the young people who are trying to enter this business and they're amazing. But what I love, what you said, that sometimes you can purchase today something that was worth $500 or $400 and five years from now, boom, you know. They could be thousands of dollars and then you can collect the one artist just because you love it. It's like the pieces of jewelry that we we have taste for something practically when you open your, you know, beautiful jewelry bag, say, oh, I always buy red stones, you know, why do I do this? And you don't know because that's our taste. So I think all of us, we have this internal taste for something. So we have two ways of love the taste that we have don't question if we are doing great job or not job by investing and thinking return will be in few years much bigger just enjoy the everything oh then educate yourself that's another way like you say which i hope people will enter your gallery the part two gallery because you are talking like now about educating us don't be afraid to spend on something don't go to Ikea, don't go, sorry, to TJ Maxx or something. They're beautiful, nice framed pictures of flowers and whatever. Right. But you can really, really enter different world of beauty that is only presented for you is unique. Nobody will have what you already purchased and nobody is right. one of the kind and you purchase and it's yours and forever. It can stay forever in your life family or you can just grow and sell it or just collect right so i just love because you your your passion is always yeah you can see you and hear how much really this important is for you to pick artists who is the true artist in your opinion somebody that you decide you for you that's the artist you want to represent so 
you have few of them already. Uh, could you like maybe bring few names and describe the style? Because sometimes you said that you will do whole collection maybe of the artists, but sometimes you pick the one painting and it's good enough for you because you just love it and you are the lady. Hopefully everybody will remember your name and Joanne and the Bolt and ah. soon will be art dealer and you know, big names everywhere. Uh, will be hearing and people will talk to you and say, if I want to find emerging artists, what can I start uh, with? How can I find out more about them? How can I learn more about it? You just tell me, John. So, um, so tell us, you know, will you be having this artist available for us and tell us maybe one or two or three artists names that you found them, I don't know how many years ago, that have this artist started this idea so yours and now <laughs> carpet is yours you talk <laughs> well as you know i am from toledo um i i do a lot of traveling myself um and then of course i go to toledo and um toledo is like i like to joke and call it not so much joke it's kind of reality but toledo is as detroit junior so toledo is it's uh 50 minutes apart from Detroit. So it's really like a hop, skip and a jump to get up to Detroit. So, uh, and a lot of people, like my mother works in Detroit, right? So my mom, like my parents live like right on the border because Toledo is really right. Like it's on the border of Michigan. So, um, so I travel a lot to Detroit as well. And Detroit has this amazing art scene and Toledo really has this great art scene too. And as a girl from Toledo, I um, have wanted to start meeting artists from Toledo and helping them kind of like, well, I have this opportunity to, to uh, you know, okay. find, art, find artists in Toledo and, potentially bring them here to LA as, as a, you know, exhibit, exhibit Toledo art in, in LA. And that's kind of how it started. That's where it first started. And so my idea is a couple things. So I started the art gallery online for a reason, because I want it to remain online. I don't want a brick and mortar place, but I want to do pop-ups and exhibits and then other type of events, because it's not just that's the thing is it's not just centered on like your your um your established art gallery. This isn't an established art gallery. This is a unique idea and it's and it's 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 much bigger. It's about partnering with all sorts of creatives. But really. that's also so energetic because when you go to galleries, you know that the paintings and, and the art galleries change right. the art once a year or brings one or two pieces of from time to right. time uh, you know, artist is coming. But yours, is, like you say, is dynamic and the pop uh, right. stores that you can bring and say, hey, this, right. this artist, that art, this focus on that. People will, if you educate them, because we are talking yes. about educating public. It's, art is, it's uh, endless. It's completely endless. And I don't want to put any stops to them. <laughs> oh, no, <you're> not. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? 
So I you want to talk about a few artists, you know, because uh, you must have. Right. You cannot say favorite because you you need to. So, love well, do I have favorites? I love every one of them. They're like children. Oh, <laughs> you can pick like, one that you build up the idea. So, so I started artists. searching for artists in Toledo, and one of them is his name is Connor Ryan Deegan. He goes by Contron Art, so he's a local muralist. First, if muralist being the term, that's the term he uses. Uh, street artist, I believe, has kind of morphed into muralist at this point, um, as far as the trendy tag words. Um, however, I I found him, and I just started. I use Instagram as my platform. I use my own Instagram to. Uh, basically capture art that I look at that I want to remember or that I want to continue to look at. It's my portfolio. That's what I've always used Instagram as. And it's a great search tool for any artist, um, for, for looking at art fairs that I can't attend, you know, all the great ones that I can't actually physically be there. You can pretty much see everything you need to on Instagram, but I've always liked Instagram for its simplicity, even though it's broadened at this point, but it's simplicity of it just being the photograph. Yes. Which I appreciate. And I still have not gotten into like the stories and the other movable dynamics that Instagram has become at this point. Um, I'm still just really focused, centered on the photographs being my favorite part, but capturing that photograph and then being able to research artists and being able to find out more information about artists. Like I live, I most, I mostly do everything on Instagram. I know so you have like 900 different paintings already. So this is like a real gallery of your taste, I think. That's right, I, that's I right. I love that too. Because that's I was, absolutely. I was, uh, searching, I'm like, wow, I love what you present on your uh, art gallery, but I also love the broad uh, view of what if you could have. Thank you. And you one day you will and you will put so they have like hashtags that you can search which i have found to be the best so i started searching like toledo artists toledo or art in toledo or just finding these tags that you can start searching and that's how i was able to start from los angeles start looking for artists in Toledo. And I found him very early on. And he was literally, I when I first started following him and I found him through the Toledo artist tag. He had tagged his artwork. He, so he just started painting. He was always a muralist, but he started painting. And so he just kind of started throwing them up onto Instagram page, like not really even thinking much at that time. And this is back in 2013. And so he, um, so I found him through that, but there was one painting that just, he probably only had about five or six paintings at this point, but there was one that really stuck out to me. And I reached out to him. And to this day, we still have the same communication. He is, uh, he's, he's a difficult one to tag down as a lot of artists are. But I reached out to him. I'm like, how much can I buy that piece? Like, let me buy that piece. I want it so bad. And I had to like chase him down until finally he gave me a response of, sorry, I already sold that. <laughs> yeah. you say, can you duplicate for me or something? Yeah. something? No. See, that's what it's like. It's like, that's the best part about art is he can't duplicate it and he shouldn't because yeah. it should be a unique piece to whoever did buy that. Somebody else found value in that piece and spent their money on it. They gave their own money to him because they wanted to own it. Like the, there's so much value that just goes back and forth in just that. First, the value of him creating it and then the value of somebody 
who made that money, whatever value that was to for that person to make the money, and then the value of exchange of those two values. It's it's just amazing. Like that whole the whole idea is just amazing. Isn't it? You don't even have the possibility probably to go and see face to face. It's just like you said, you are searching. I know we know how shopping online works. multi-billion dollars business so i think art for sure is the same uh for sure so do you remember first painting that you bought and you were like you said around 300 you mentioned something but what was your first painting and why you decided that you like the one i uh went to a show in detroit um it's at a gallery it's called library uh Library Street Collective in Detroit. So I have been since since 2013 just throwing myself into art galleries in Toledo and Detroit scene because there's so much out there. And I went out there and I met a friend out there who she was living in LA for a while and she's from Detroit and she went back to Detroit. So I just like I was like, hey, I'm gonna be in Detroit this time. Do you know of any galleries? And she was the one who was like, hey, well, they're doing this art opening at the Library Street Collective. And to this day, it's still my favorite art gallery. I just really love the work they do, the artists that they work with, but the artist was Sam Friedman. And so we went to this art exhibit and I was only in town for a few months. Um, I mean, sorry, a few days. (laughs) It was a quick trip in. And um, so I went to this, I met her there and I just loved this guy's work. His name is Sam Friedman. And he does these acrylic pieces and then layers oil paint on top of it. And they were just, and he had all different sizes. And I couldn't stop. And so, you know, we went to a couple other museums. Uh, and then before I left, I couldn't stop thinking about that, that artist. And I had money at the time and I knew what I could afford to buy. And I was afraid because I hadn't really, I'd never bought a piece of art before. And so there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of intimidation around that whole art world, you know? Um, but I, but you know me, I'm bold. Like I, I would rather be humiliated than to not ask. Mm. That's how I feel. If, if I'm going to ask and then you're going to humiliate me, at least I, I attempted something that I don't have to forever think what if, you know? So I shove myself, I force myself into those positions. I wouldn't have gotten anywhere in this world if I didn't. So I, so I went back the, like the day before I was flying out of town, I went back to the gallery and there was a guy and he was working there and, and he had their, um, their, their um, two by two square pieces, two foot by two foot square pieces. And he had like a whole wall of a whole bunch of them. So he had done them in series. So there was, it was like, they were in threes. So they were in columns of threes and each was like a series of like different colors because it's, they're multi-layered colored pieces. And I was like, and I just got like, I just walked up to the guy and I was like, how can you, how much are these pieces and he just hands me like a piece of paper and it turns out you can walk into a gallery and they generally have a a printout that you can look at the pieces yourself and then they'll have the prices on there so that blew my mind I was like whoa this is easy it's like just shopping pretty much so I realized that I could afford I had enough money to afford one of those pieces 
that was on the wall. So I was like, that's it. I'm going to buy one of these. And um, I worked with the guy and because we had to ship it out to L.A. because I was living in L.A. And so I worked with the guy and I bought my first piece uh, and I own a Sam Friedman and it's amazing and I still love it. And it's on my wall right here. And I look at it every single day of my life, every single day. That's and I, we, I think the most important <laughs> part of our show and we try to send the message, don't be afraid to don't be purchase afraid. one piece of art that will just make you happy every morning. Happy. And, yeah, you're just happy. <laughs> and probably you will never want to get rid of and start from the one. And then yeah. you'll learn, hopefully by visiting your gallery, artist title gallery. Uh, and then you start researching and find emerging artists because this is like in music. You want to help artists to right. push them to not starve them that they will really give up and go to work do something else and because they are so depressed you know you just want them to create because most of us who walk on the street they you don't want to do what they do but these real artists the emerging artists that's all what they want to do in life to just be right. in the rooms and create so and that's all they should do that's what they that's should all. do so that's all they should do Yes, there's like great teachers. If we want children to be educated and, and be right. a better country, better human uh, human beings. So we need to do the same with artistry, with singers, right. with anybody that we think like any artist to help somebody, you know, because you can really, really give them this one more push and maybe they will make it in this world big way or just they will survive and be happy because artists <laughs> happy you know when they create and it's happy even when somebody talks to them say i like your art it's not even about selling sometimes even stopping and telling artists on the street or something this is beautiful you know how you do you see that they're just happy about it so and you start from one and i'm sure when it's easy and nice a situation that you have on the wall like you say and you love it you come back to these places or similar places or you bring from your travels something that is right. worth to put on the wall and it's not the typical commercial find in a corner, every corner, everybody has duplication somewhere. And it's like, yeah, it's cute, but you know what? It's paper, it's duplication, it's copy. It's like, come on, put your money into art, a little tiny and more, whatever you have and enjoy the process. So right. uh, I really, really uh, think we need to pitch a little bit the links. And uh, so if you can tell us if somebody wants to contact you, Jen. So I know your, your name is uh, unusual. So please tell us how to spell your name and give us maybe understanding how to contact you maybe directly. Okay. The best way. And obviously word is uh, understanding that Instagram and Facebook, you don't, you are not on Facebook too much, but they probably can find you there too. So one more time, your name, how you, you pronounce it, give us links to your gallery okay. and the contact. Okay. Um, my name is Joanne DeVault, uh, Joanne spelled J-O-A-N-N-E and then DeVault as in I put my money in DeVault, D-E capital V-A-U-L-T. Um, the gallery, you can find the gallery is live now. It's uh, organically growing. Um, we'll soon have um, in educational videos that will be coming out, but it's artisttitlegallery.com. 
So that's, um, the, you know, the name of the gallery is artist title. Uh, I couldn't do artisttitle.com because that was taken. So it's artisttitlegallery.com. So you add in the gallery. Uh, email is, uh, all the contact info information is on the website. However, if you do want to contact me, it would just be artisttitleinfo, like info at gmail.com. It's just a basic Gmail. I'm a big fan of doing everything simple using the Gmails. Um, and also probably you need to tell people who listen to us and watch us that you welcome new artists to contact you because I do. that's what is your goal. There's a submission page. Yes, there is an actual, there's a submission page on there. That's artist title submit at gmail.com. Um, but there's a submission page on there and, and I encourage people, not only artists, but any, any creative, uh, we're always looking for everything to partner. Um, we're looking for designers to partner. Uh, I also have this, uh, I'm doing these series pieces. Um, and one of them is AT curated spaces where you're curating visual spaces online and I want that to sort of branch out, but I want to start working with emerging designers as well. Furniture, wallpaper. I mean, there's so much, right? So many designers, even people that are like uh, creating fonts, please reach out. Wow. Emerging musicians, we want to use your uh, music. If you want to submit some of your music that we're going to use and we're creating videos and podcasts. And um, I'm also, I have a um, SoundCloud where I uh, do gallery updates, audio pieces. Uh, so if you want to submit any of your music for use, um, you know, pretty much any sort of creative in any way that you want to work with the gallery, please reach out. Uh, so artist title submit or artist title info at gmail.com. Those are ways to get a hold of us, but please do reach out because it's about developing partnerships really, and just working with all sort of different creatives, you know, just to uh, just create valuable content that people can purchase as property ownership. Beautiful. So for today, thank you so much for inviting, You're welcome. inviting all of us to your world, <laughs> beautifully sad and uh, explained world, very, very creative and passionate that's yeah. what is the most beautiful thing for sure about you. you are very very passionate so i think people will learn a lot from you and maybe even they will re reach out to their own souls and say if i cannot be an artist but i can own part piece of that's art. right and maybe this thank you make them to do this so everybody please one more time go to artist title gallery and check all the art that is already presented there. Thank, Thank you, you. Joanna. Thank you for not, having me, Alona. Not talking 20 more years, or maybe 20 more years, you'll be like the biggest art dealer in the world. So I wish right. you the best. I'll say hi to your son. Your Thank husband. you. Until I will. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to Accent On with Alona Europa, right here on LA Talk Radio.